Hello, spooky listeners. From our spooky gay family to yours, we wish you a very creepy Christmas. <laughs> Sam Baxter. <laughs> Hello, Pissy Miles. My, my, I love the sound of jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so nice to be back here <laughs> with the jingle bells. <laughs> What's new with you? Um, Not a lot. You would be proud of me, actually. We bought Christmas decor this week. You bought Christmas decor? Yes. We got um, three little light up animals for the front yard. There's a squirrel wearing like one of the beanie hats and an owl wearing a scarf and a little fox with earmuffs on it's very cute how big are they they're like yay high like two feet we should get you tested for covid you must have a fever if you went out <laughs> and shopped for christmas things although you did tell me in the mini sode today yeah. that you are you are trying to overcome your grinchliness Yes, slowly but surely. Because you know the point of the Grinch's story is that eventually his heart grows three sizes and that he is no longer a Grinch. My cardiologist tells me that that's a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah, my my cardiologist is like, you already have a fat heart. No more growing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but that's why I get so annoyed when people are like, oh, I'm happily a Grinch, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know that the point of that whole story is that in the end, he is not a Grinch anymore. Yes. That's the whole point. Yes, it is. That's the reason uh, Dr. Seuss, the PhD Seuss, <laughs> wrote the story so that people would no longer be Grinchy. <laughs> so if you're doing it, you're doing it against the the wishes and the better judgment of Senor Seuss. I mean, to be fair... He was kind of racist. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I don't really know much he, about it. He wrote a lot of world... He drew a lot of World War II propaganda, and it shows Japanese people in a very unfavorable light. Yeah, that's pretty racist, I guess. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm, I'll take your word for it. I don't really know much about it. I, I do like his stories, though. You know, I think that's an important conversation to have is like separating people's art from the artist. It's also, I would argue, like there's a big difference between like his children's book and his pro-work propaganda. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Like, yeah. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, it's just, I was like, we did not come here to talk no. about this today. <laughs> no. We've had enough heavy conversations about this shit. I'm like, I'm like, let's keep it lighthearted. By the way, Nazis. <laughs> uh, well, that's amazing. I'm very excited that you have Christmas decor. I haven't put any of my Christmas decor up yet. I have been... 
I know I'm actually surprised because there's only like two weeks of Thanksgiving. I'm surprised that your Christmas tree isn't up yet. Honestly, it's coming. The The problem is David just ordered all of this stuff for a photo shoot and um, it doesn't really have a place to go. So it is currently sitting in my office where the things in the living room would be. Mm-hmm. When I put my Christmas decorations up. Okay. So I need that stuff to move before I can put up the Christmas decorations is okay. really what it comes down to. Or I can put up the Christmas decorations and put the things in the living room wherever I want. And maybe that will be an incentive for the packages to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at me like he wants some more. For those of you who uh, don't remember from last week, David uh, is now producing the episodes because uh, I didn't want to anymore. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I want someone else to be in charge of all the technical shit while we're recording so I can just focus on the conversation. So he now gets to sit here and uh, and be present for the conversation, but sadly not a part of it. I could say anything I wanted and he couldn't say anything in return. Um <laughs> You, I wish you could see that, <laughs> that he was giving me. It is a, it is a fun little, a fun little game we get to play now, where um, I I get to say whatever I want and then take photos of him that I can then put on the Instagram to show you of him producing the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's really awesome. I'm 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 very much in the mood to get into the Christmas spirit. I did not do anything with the text you sent me the other day about Mm -hmm. Bath and Body Works. Yeah. Which was stupid of me. I should have. But I have been spending a lot of money recently and I was like, I need to chill. (laughs) So I was like, no more (laughs) candles for a little while. We we also have so many fucking candles. Like I I think if I bring another candle into this house, David will murder me. (laughs) So I was like (laughs) I was like, I probably should not. We should burn some of the ones we have. And I have my favorite Christmas candle anyway. So it's like, what do I need this for? And I've talked about it many times on here, I think, before. It's from a place called Beacon Delights. Beacon, B-E-A-C-O-N, D apostrophe L-I-T-E-S. It's in Beacon, New York. It's my one of my favorite places. It's such a cool little like mom and pop store. And they make by hand their own soy candles. I believe it's the daughter mm-hmm. of the the woman who owns the shop makes the soy candles herself. And there's a candle called Winter's Magic mm-hmm. or Winter Magic or Winter's Magic. I can't remember. Um, but it is the best candle in the world. It smells like Christmas. It is Christmas. I burn it every year. It is my favorite thing. And the best part is that if you, these are soy candles, so you can burn them all the way down. Mm-hmm. And then if you uh, burn it all the way down and mail the jar back, yeah, they'll give you, they'll replace the candle for with a 10% coupon. Oh, that's cool. So it's like you're not paying the price of the jar anymore. Right. And you can get it refilled for 10% off. That's pretty cool. It is really cool. And it's a really great store. The people there are so super nice and it's a cool place and I love it. So if you're listening, go to beacondelights.com and order a uh, order a candle or or some home decorations. The candles are amazing. I've never met one I didn't like. Uh, I just bought one. I think it's called Hearthside. Mm-hmm. That's probably the closest 
I've ever come to like a campfire or a or a wood burning fire. Okay. Um, and it's really good. I like it a lot. They have a they have a lot of great candles. You really can't go wrong. That's my recommendation. Have you ever been to Beacon Delights? Uh, no, I've only been to Beacon once, and and I didn't take you. Most of the shops were closed. Oh, the next time we go, mm-hmm. I'm going to take you to Beacon Delights. Okay. It's one of my favorite places in the world. I fucking love it there. One of these days, we should go back. Okay. Put, let's put it on the calendar. Let's go to Beacon Delights. <laughs> <laughs> David's mad at me now because I, I made a comment about his packages. It, it wasn't even that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing okay, though. Uh, I bought a laptop and The Sims many mm-hmm. This is why I need to cool it. <laughs> I've bought a lot of expansion packs for The Sims. Uh. Uh, and I have been playing it quite a bit. I've played many, many rounds. Maybe I'll put some like screen caps of, of the houses I've made <laughs> on our Instagram. <laughs> I should make a spooky gay family house. You should. Oh, that would be a fun little uh that would be a fun little Sims project. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's one of my 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 next things right now. I'm working on an English cottage. Ah, it's in Brindleton nice. Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, "What the fuck are we talking about?" I thought this was a spooky podcast. Uh, We're talking about Christmas and the Sims. Christmas and the Sims, two of my favorite things. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I love the Sims. Do you? Do you? Would you play the Sims as an adult? Probably. I I downloaded it for the PS4. Found the controls to. Yeah. Annoying and stopped playing. It's much better on a PC than on a Yeah. Um than on a console. I will say the new laptop I bought so I could play The Sims mm-hmm. is a PC mm-hmm. and it has ruined me. I oh. haven't used a PC in like a decade. Yeah. And so it was very confusing trying to like relearn things. Just like the keyboard. I'm like, how do the how, what do these buttons do? <laughs> It's like gibberish. <laughs> it's nonsense. <laughs> it's fucking nonsense. Okay. PC users are crazy. Thank you. <laughs> it's all very complicated. I do like it though. I love my computer. I'm Good. I'm I'm happy with my purchase. Uh I, I'm not gonna say ten out of ten because it's been less than a week. So I'll <laughs> I'll give it a little more time before I give a solid review. But it it has been a very a very enjoyable time. If for no other reason than I get to play games on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good reason. What else is new with you? I know you, you bought Christmas decorations. Anything else good going on in your life? We got to do something fun in the mini-sode this week. We did get to do something fun in the mini-sode. We are... We started... So we are... <laughs> I just had a fucking stroke. And none of you did anything. <laughs> 6,000 people listening and nobody did anything. <laughs> Um, we started a new, well, it's not new. We revamped a series in our mini-sodes called Movies That Made Us Gay, where we review movies that are not specifically horror movies. So if you're enjoying, you should head over to patreon.com slash myspookygayfamily and uh, join us for the mini-sodes there. We put a new one out every single week and we just started doing the Lord of the Rings trilogy. We just started with Fellowship of the Ring, extended edition, full cut, uh, crazy ass fucking movie. And I'm I'm very happy with our episode. 
Good. I thought it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun chatting about uh, The Lord of the Rings. It is one of my favorite uh, movie s- series. So I'm going to say that one is definitely worth the listen. Yeah. If I you agree. ask me, I agree. Uh, yeah, and you can listen if you go on over to patreon.com slash my spooky gay family. Boop. So uh, <laughs> that's that's most of the business, right? We don't yeah, have a lot so. of business. Today we have we have a lot of fun shit to talk about. Uh, we're getting back into some spooky <laughs> some spooky <laughs> shit because uh, we we have some like ghostly shit to talk about this week. Also, we have a topic of conversation that has been kind of I don't want to say taboo, but it's definitely a sensitive topic. Uh, we are going to be discussing um, mental health facilities and and things of the sort and prisons. <laughs> so uh, we we have a lot to talk about in in terms of all that. We are going to be chatting about uh, a really interesting topic. It is a very famous one. It is one that everybody has. Uh, Everybody has brought up to us at some point and been like, oh, you guys should absolutely talk about this. We're going to be chatting today about Eastern State Penitentiary. Ooh. <laughs> we have a lot of info for you. Uh, it's it's a pretty crazy place. Have you ever been to Eastern State? I have been twice. Really? Yes. I did one daytime tour, which is just the regular history tour. And mm-hmm. we also did the haunted house. Oh, you did do the haunted house. Yes, we did the haunted oh, house that's one right. time. That's yes. right. I well, that's a story we're going yeah. to tell. <laughs> we'll get there. It's a fun story. I'm going to admit something that I've never uh, admitted to anyone. I have never been to Eastern State Pen- Penitentiary. That's a shame. It's a really, if nothing else, it's a really cool old building. I know a lot about it. I know a lot about it, but I do not. Um, I've never, I've never gone. I don't even think I've, I've I used to work in Philly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've ever seen it. Honestly, I don't know that you would have ever had any reason to be over by Fairmount Where in is order that? to see it. It's um, it's a little bit north of Center City. It's like not... near Fishtown? Don't ask me to know Philadelphia neighborhoods. <laughs> like, I was lucky I could find my way home when I lived in Philly. But I always like, forget that you lived in Philly. It was for eight months. <laughs> I lasted eight months in Philadelphia before I was like, nope, fuck this, back to Jersey. I'm I'm curious. Yeah. No tea. Philly yeah. is a city. It it is, and I'm not a city person, so it wasn't so much Philadelphia as it was just the fact that it was a large urban place and mm. that's not my cup of tea. That's why I live in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Yeah. So. I mean, for me, it was the fact that it was Philadelphia, but for, <laughs> it was it was more personal reasons. Like, I, I'm sure it's not a bad city. Uh, I I don't want to get into the logistics of it, but it's fine. Uh, uh, Philly's not my city. Let's put it. Let's leave it. Let's leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Philly's, not, Philly's not my place. <laughs> don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm going to be starting any shows there anytime soon. But I knew a lot of wonderful people there. I I still do. Even one of our um, a few of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, lis- are listening from Philly, including uh, Jen Wittick, who is a wonderful, wonderful patron of ours, and 
my friend Alexa, who just reached out to me the other day to ask if I would officiate her wedding to her wife. Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah, next October. And so uh, next October, I'm going to be doing a spooky gay (laughs) officiating. (laughs) A spooky gay wedding. Okay. I'll I'll do that. Uh, And I'm very excited about it. Do you have your ordination already? I do. I've been ordained for years. Okay. I got ordained when I first started doing drag, thinking that the gigs would just start pouring in for me to ordain people's weddings. And that never happened. <laughs> uh, but I am ordained and I am fully capable and scripted and ready to go. <laughs> so. I actually just the other day got an email congratulating me on my my anniversary as an ordained minister. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was from the, the website that I used to get ordained to. When? Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, Sam ordained my wedding. <laughs> I think it's officiated. <laughs> ordained? Well, or, or officiated? Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Officiated yeah. my wedding uh, four years ago. Yep. Almost to the day. How many days off are we? <laughs> my goodness. It's, uh, oh, it's like, mm, 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 like three weeks. So yeah. not, to, not to the day. But um, yeah, yeah. You officiated my wedding, our wedding, (laughs) which someone in the room is apparently regretting now. Um, Yeah, so I I am an ordained minister. If you're looking to uh, get married, reach out, pizzymiles.com slash contact. Right? Do we have that? Go to pissymiles.com and uh, I'll, I'll do your wedding. But we are not talking about weddings today. We are talking about uh, Eastern State Penitentiary. Do we want to get into it? Yeah, sure. Why don't we start? Let's get started. I'm very excited because this is a really crazy topic. It is. This is probably one of the most investigated places in the Northeast of America, uh, of, or I should say of the U.S. And um, this is an infamous kind of place. It is a jail and has been used for uh men let's say mental health research not exactly (laughs) um that's if we're being generous i mean there were a lot of mentally ill people imprisoned there but it was never it was never officially a mental health facility it wasn't a hospital no 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 uh why don't you teach us a little bit about eastern state okay um let's see we'll start with the history stuff (laughs) (laughs) so it was designed by english architect john haviland john haviland yes it was opened on what was at the time the outskirts of philadelphia on october 25th 1829 i felt like anna faris in house bunny when i was like john haviland (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i needed to say his name to like commit it to memory I mean, that's the last time he's relevant, so it's it's fine. Oh, poor guy. It was on the outskirts of Philly? Yeah, at the time, it was the outskirts of Philly. Now it's like Center City, right? Yeah, now it's basically downtown. Huh. Is it like when you go by, are you like, oh, that's Eastern State? Yes, absolutely. Huh. Um, Brief digression. I saw Eastern State Penitentiary the first time because Sarah, um, when she first moved to Philly, moved into an apartment on Fairmount Street. only like two blocks away from the prison (laughs) so i parked my car like 
<laughs> right in front of not right in front of but damn close to eastern state penitentiary and i remember very clearly getting out of the car and going what the fuck is that because it looks like a giant it looks like a castle it, lo- it looks like a giant gothic castle and it's designed that way on purpose it was designed that way to deter crime really yeah because it's supposed to look scary it's supposed to look like a dungeon so you don't want to commit go there. a crime to go there yeah they're like <laughs> do not go here yeah, essentially, it's just a big sign on it that says, do you want to be here? <laughs> and all of us are like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now. Meanwhile, everyone in Philadelphia was like, I want to see the inside. They're like, there's only one way. And they're like, guess we better turn this into a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. Yeah. Um, also, digression, side note, there is a really good coffee shop on Fairmount Street that's right across the street from the prison called Mug Shots. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's tacky. And they actually have um, old mug shots up on the walls and things like that. It's actually really neat. Is but it? The coffee is also really good. All right. Do they have decaf? I'm sure that they do. Hmm. All right. Let's go to Mug Shots. Yeah, no, it's Get your coat. It's good. <laughs> We're going to Eastern State. No, if we right ever now. if we ever go to Eastern State Penitentiary, I, I want to stop. Do they at Mug decorate Shots. Eastern State for Christmas? Um, I don't think so. That feels like a missed opportunity. <laughs> it's it's a Gothic castle. They do decorate it for Bastille Day. <laughs> of all the days. Well, I mean, the Bastille was a famous prison. I, I, I know, I know, <laughs> but it's like nobody here even knows Bastille Day. It's July Fourteenth, by the way. Um. <laughs> Nobody here even knows what the fuck about. They're like, why are they decorating the prison? <laughs> <laughs> well, they do like, um, they do like reenactments of like. Bastille Day? Bastille. <laughs> <laughs> they just yes. put people in the windows and shoot them. <laughs> no, they, they set up, um, I think they set up a, a guillotine. Actually. Jesus I think Christ. They, they sh- <laughs> and they throw out, um, they throw out uh, tasty cakes because of let the meat cake. Oh. Yeah. I love that you say throw out, and it took me a minute to be like, (laughs) oh, from the castle. I thought, I was like, they just, they're like, see this cake? Not anymore. I mean, to be fair, it's tasty cake, so I would be fine with that. (laughs) They're like, much too good for children. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) The Trunchbull is handing out tasty cakes at the the Eastern State Penitentiary. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway. So Eastern State was designed with sort of a new idea for prisons in mind. It was supposed to be Which a... Which re- was to make them unpleasant? <laughs> no, actually. Um, actually, it was sort of the opposite. Not exactly, but it's... It's kind of... Let me explain. So it was supposed to be a religious-based reformatory. It's meant to inspire penance and reflection. So they decided they could accomplish that through the use of solitary confinement and enforced silence. That'll do it. So, yeah, you're supposed to go there and have like a spiritual awakening that what you did was wrong and never want to do it again. That was the idea behind the original design of Eastern State. And they're like, look at all these people eating their fingers. I think we (laughs) nailed it. Did it. (laughs) All the priests are like, we're good. But yeah, no, each prisoner had their own small cell in which there was a single window in the ceiling often referred to as the eye of God. This is horrific. <laughs> it is horrific. If you've ever been there, um, it, when you see a picture of these cells, like they are tiny, tiny. Like, and what are we talking in terms of like footage? 
like less like five by five like less than a college dorm room significantly hmm but i guess that depends on your college though it does depend on your college but like and it's if you got one of the coveted corner rooms but (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm in eastern state but i got a corner room (laughs) (laughs) they're like damn it somebody killed jim he got a corner (laughs) like they're like they're giving away brownies (laughs) And now they do give away brownies. Yeah, they do. Look at that. Full Full circle. circle. (laughs) And it's in the ceiling. (laughs) But no, they even, they made the doors extra small so that prisoners would have to duck their heads as they entered, taking a penitent pose as they walked into their cell. This is, this is why fundamentalists are insane. I mean, to be (laughs) fair, this at the time wasn't even a fundamentalist idea. It was... It was actually, it was supposed to be sort of a reformed idea because it was very different from other prisons at the time, like Sing Sing in New York, which kept all the prisoners in the same space to facilitate work programs. The solitary (laughs) confinement system failed by 1913 anyway due to overcrowding, but it was supposed to, yeah, (laughs) they were, they were cramming them in there. (laughs) (laughs) Two people in a five by five room. Yeah, basically. But, yeah, no, the original idea was that it was supposed to be a gentler way of rehabilitating someone as opposed to just punishing them. Here, live in this knapsack. That's gentle. Yeah, no, for for the time, this was fairly progressive. (laughs) Progressive. (laughs) Isn't it horrific to think, like, what is progressive today that they will think is, like, horrific tomorrow? I don't want to know. I, I mean, to be perfectly <laughs> fair, we live in an age with private prisons. I know. So I'm hoping that the future considers our incarceration habits to be terrible because they are. <laughs> but, but we'll kind of get to that later. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, no, after 1913, due to overcrowding, Eastern State became a congregate prison like everywhere else. Um, Eastern State would eventually be made up of 15 cell blocks all radiating out, radiating out from a central hub like the spokes of a wheel i can speak (laughs) this is not that part of what makes the now haunted house part of it so creepy because you never end up in the hub in the haunted house it's not it doesn't really play a role you don't ever end up in the hub no not during the haunted house no hmm you end up in individual cell blocks and you can see the the hub from where you're standing, but you can't, you, you'd never end up in the, the main. Rotunda. When you take the tour, like the daytime tour, <clears throat> the, the days of our lives tour. Yeah. <laughs> do they, uh, do they bring you to the hub? Um, it's an audio tour. So you have the option of walking to it. Yes. Oh, so you're not with like a guide. You have you like can, a headset. You can have tour guides if you go. Um, I believe certain days of the week they do have tour, live tour guides, but the day that Sarah and I went, they did not. So we did the audio tour. Huh. It is narrated by Steve Buscemi. <laughs> um, <laughs> just an interesting little factoid of all for the you. people. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. I, I don't. I'm not really sure why, but but that's the guy they picked. I don't, I don't know. He's like, and for instance, I'm wearing women. I'm wearing a child's. What does he say? It's like I'm wearing. I'm wearing a set of child's pajamas under my suit right now. <laughs> it's from 30 Rock when yeah. he's playing the, the detective. 
He's like, everybody has secrets. For instance, I'm wearing a set of child's pajamas underneath my suit right now. Uh, of all the people, why Steve Buscemi? I have no idea. Is he I, from I know Philly? he. I th- no, I believe he's from New York, actually, because he was a New York firefighter when he was a teenager. Hmm. Um, but I know that he did film a movie there. So I guess maybe that's why. Interesting. Did you go to the hub when you were on the audio tour? Yes. What was it like? It's it sounds it's actually so really cool. Um, because the whole point of the hub and the spokes of the wheel is that you could have one guard sitting in the middle and, and could they could see, see everywhere at once. Yeah. Um, there are still prisons that have this layout now. Um, really? Yeah, no, there were at the time there were about 300 prisons around the world that had this design. Um, Eastern State being the biggest and I believe the first. Hmm. But um, yeah, no, they're still using this design in prison building today. Crazy. Which is kind of nuts, but it, it is extremely efficient. Hmm. Um, da, da, da. Yeah, no, it was a novelty at the time, but the design got very popular after Eastern State was built. And now it's no longer a novelty. And now is no longer a novelty, no. Now it's old news. <laughs> I mean, it's very old news. <laughs> <laughs> no news is good news. <laughs> It's almost how many hundreds of years now? It's almost when was it? 18 something? 1829. 1829. Oh my God. It's almost 200 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's almost 200 years Holy old Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a hundred. No. It's yeah, 150. No. no. <laughs> I'm going to go eat yeah, my no, feelings. It <laughs> it's coming up on its second centennial. Second centennial. Yeah. I, I would imagine they're going to have... Um, quite the party in 2029 <laughs> yeah i imagine i kind of want to go i want to go do i would want to go I too i think I that would be really walking cool. tour they're really fun um and the building is if you like abandoned buildings eastern state penitentiary is like the holy grail it's is it decrepit yes in places still um they haven't been able to renovate the whole thing to get it up to like museum level like there are places where the roof is falling in mm. There are places that you just simply can't go because, like, the walls have caved in. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, they, Why is it in such a level of disrepair? Because it was it was abandoned after it closed. It was abandoned for something like 20 years. Hmm. So, Isn't it made of, like, stone, though? Yes. And it fell down? <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to talk I to mean, this architect. I mean, it's almost 200 years old. <laughs> Sir, the walls are falling down. Tim... Do you see this wall? <laughs> Stupid asshole. <laughs> I got him to make I got him to make a, a building out of the sturdiest shit we could find and it fell down. <laughs> I mean, what eventually... are you put together with mud? <laughs> I mean... put together with rocks and chewing gum. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we paid a lot of money. Well, I guess I mean after at the time it was like 150 years old almost 150 years old when it was abandoned so it was probably already not in so great shape because they probably you know closed the prison because it wasn't in the best of shape (laughs) you're kidding so you know it wasn't terribly well cared for and then it was abandoned for 20 years so now it is what is called a preserved ruin because they are not sure that they're going to be able to repair it completely (laughs) that's what I call my body (laughs) it is a preserved ruin (laughs) 
just rips your dick off and your head is ruined. Oh, God. That's Jenny Slate, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> That's a great... It's like my favorite line from her comedy special on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called. I don't remember either. And I, I think it's just it. called Jenny. It's it Jenny might, Slate. It's something. Jenny Slate something, but yeah. I think it's the only one she has up there. So yeah. if you search Jenny Slate, you're going to find it. Watch it. It's great. It is very funny. And she grew up in a haunted house too. She did. She talks about it in the it because it's like a comedy special interspersed with a documentary. It's really great. Go watch. Yeah. It. <laughs> I feel like all I'm doing this episode is <laughs> telling people to go watch other things. <laughs> <laughs> be worse i guess yeah maybe you know listen to the end of this and then go yeah watch then it. go <laughs> but you just have to start framing it that way like <laughs> finish what you're doing and then go yeah be patient yeah but anyway <laughs> um eastern state had three famous inmates willie sutton the bank robber al capone spent eight months inside in a lushly decorated cell lushly yes he had like a desk and what? like satin sheets and shit how do you manage that? He had a really big crime network <laughs> and oh. paid off the guards and all kinds of fun shit. So isn't it funny the way people do that? Yes. Funnily enough, he spent the entire eight months complaining that he was being haunted really? by the ghost of someone he killed during the St. Valentine's massacre. <laughs> oh no, not that. Yeah. He, <laughs> he insisted that he was still being haunted. Even after he left the prison, he ended up hiring a medium to try to stop it. It never did. Really? Yeah. No. He um. He complained about it the entire time he was there. Complaining, complaining, complaining. That right? Al Capone <laughs> never stopped. the The ghosts are haunting me. The linguini's too al dente. It's like th- <laughs> this man is never happy. Al Capone. Yeah. No. Al should have been Al complain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm nailing it you tonight. Are. You're doing really good. <laughs> These are gold. Somebody write this down. <laughs> so you want to hear about the third famous inmate? I do. The third famous inmate. Please was... tell me it's like Eileen Warnos. No. <laughs> You're like she wasn't even alive. No. <laughs> no, it was um. <laughs> the inmate's name was Pep. Pep. Pep, the cat murdering dog. His crime is self-explanatory. Wait, this was an actual dog? Yes, they, they imprisoned in an actual dog. He they received... put a dog in prison? <laughs> yes! <laughs> he received a serial number and everything, and he had a mugshot. You can still see it on display. They actually sell merchandise with his mugshot on it. Pep. Pep the dog. You know what's funny? People who know Peppermint mm-hmm. from... You, know, you, you all probably know her from RuPaul's Drag Race. She's a very, very famous uh, trans artist and drag queen. We call her Pep. So now I'm <laughs> not going to be able to picture anything. You don't call anything. her Pep the cat murdering dog. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's in my phone. I don't know what people call her to her face. But uh, <laughs> Pep, I keep wanting to call it Pep the cowardly dog. It's not. It's Pep the cat murdering dog. Yes. Apparently, he killed the governor's cat. And they put him in jail. <laughs> they put him in jail. I just imagine. <laughs> all I can picture now is Peppermint sitting in a little cell with like <laughs> big glassy eyes and Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> sitting outside playing that one song on repeat. In the arms of the angel. In the arms yes. of Peppermint. <laughs> Fly away. And she's like, no! 
Those commercials should be ended as a hate crime. It's like, <laughs> or just play them on a loop for Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> he just goes crazy and eats himself. Oh, my goodness. There was actually, there was one successful escape from Eastern State Penitentiary. It involved Willie Sutton. Really? Who, in 1945, along with 11 other prisoners, um, dug a 97-foot tunnel over the course of a year and escaped into the city of Philadelphia. They were apprehended the same day. (laughs) Could you imagine (laughs) spending a year digging a tunnel out of a jail? A 97-foot tunnel that nobody noticed. (laughs) (laughs) And the guys downstairs were like, is the ceiling falling? (laughs) Something. I keep feeling something. (laughs) <laughs> and Al Capone's like, it's the ghosts. And they're like, shut up, Al. <laughs> so funnily enough, and this surprised me actually when I went, um, no executions were ever performed at Eastern State Penitentiary. Really? No. Wasn't it, it for like the bad, the baddies? It was actually, it was made up mostly of petty criminals. Like, hmm. it was mostly guys who were in there for, like, two or three years. Like, there, there were, like, murderers and things like that. But like it wasn't... Capone. Yeah. What was but, he in jail for? Um, I believe it was illegally possessing a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I believe was, was how he ended up in Eastern State. That's like... That's like arresting, what's his name, Michael from the staircase for not finishing his stairs. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, so there were no executions ever performed at Eastern State Penitentiary, but it did have a death row cell block. This was reserved for inmates that would meet their ends in the death houses of other prisons. It is one of the locations most commonly believed to be haunted. I mean. It is it is a creepy place. It's basically underground. Really? Did you go down there? Yes. Ooh, spooky. I mean, in the daytime, it was fine. I can't imagine what it would be like at night. But I mean, but, it's underground, so it's not like there aren't a lot of windows, I'm assuming. There is a little bit of sunlight that comes in sort of up top. From the falling walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's definitely creepy down there. Like it's you. It is, feels different. Is it like dungeness? A bit. Yeah. Mm. No, but. um. Could you imagine checking into that hotel? <laughs> Like, they're like, all right, Tim, you killed everyone. Go to jail. And then he, like, grabs a blanket and he's like, where's my room? <laughs> and they're like, Underground. And they're like, well, you're down here next to the Balrog. <laughs> and he's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't mind the ghosts. They just like to bite your fingers. Yeah, no, just stay away from Al and you'll be fine. <laughs> Al's wandering the basement going, have you seen my ghost? <laughs> you are the ghost, Al, leave! But anyway, <laughs> um, just because there were no executions doesn't mean that this was a gentle place. Murder and suicide were both fairly common, and that was before you got to punishment. <gasps> punishment? <clears throat> yes, um, after we got away from penitence and... <laughs> They were like, fuck the this eye of noise. God. <laughs> we, got, the eye of we, God. Got, we got a little medieval. Where's Jim? They <laughs> stuck him in the eye of God. He's drowning. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining. So punishments over the course of the... turned into ESP- a lightning rod. 
He gets the basic cable in his cell now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> but over the course of ESP's lifespan punishments included something called the iron gag which was a device used on prisoners who insisted on trying to talk to other prisoners <laughs> <laughs> the prisoner's wrist would be bound and then a ring with a gag on it would be placed over the prisoner's tongue the ring would be attached to the bindings on the hands via a chain the result was if the prisoner tried to move the gag would lacerate and tear the tongue in their mouth jesus there is at least one confirmed death from this punishment. The prisoner bled out after neglectful guards left him alone too long in the rig. My God. Yeah, it sounds like a fairly awful way to go. Could you imagine? That's horrific. You know, it's absolutely terrible. He's probably downstairs. <laughs> I mean, you don't leave after that. That's no. <laughs> if, if After that, you, you spend the rest of eternity telling people, well, trying to tell people. Yeah. He's wandering around in the basement like, and they're like, Jim, enough. He's been babbling for centuries. Yeah, no, so that was the iron gag. There was also the mad chair, which is almost exactly what it sounds like. Sounds like that that horror movie on Amazon. (laughs) Oh, the chair that eats. The the killer sofa or whatever the (laughs) fuck it is. The mad chair. Oh, no, it's it's the bed that eats. The bed that eats the killer sofa. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, it was a chair on which the prisoner is strapped so tightly that circulation is cut off from his extremities. The prisoner would be left in the chair for days at a time, and it was extremely painful and sometimes led to amputations. I can't imagine why. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's strange. Didn't see that one coming. We just cut off blood flow to his entire fucking body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People were stupid in the 1800s. Only timey punishments are terrible. (laughs) <laughs> old timey punishments yeah we should do we should do like a like a torture episode we could do a torture ex- episode i could do like three episodes on weird executions like weird it's, executions it's so crazy like like he some was of the... with a chicken <laughs> what <laughs> no <laughs> you've been you've been sentenced to no, death by chicken drawn and quartering there's the iron mm. bull there's there's all kinds of crazy i don't know shit. the iron bull the iron bull is they would put you in a big like it was essentially like a big iron kettle and they would put it over a fire oh and you would no. essentially cook to death jesus christ yeah people were fucking nuts was it like filled with water and you boiled or you no. were just like pan fried? No, you were pan fried. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Executions in the olden days were fucking nuts. <laughs> Crazy. Because there were supposed to be <clears throat> spectacles to deter deter crime. So they would make it as painful and as showy as possible. That's Because they thought that that meant people wouldn't do shit. To be perfectly fair, if I'd ever seen that, I sure as shit wouldn't do anything. <laughs> for the rest of my life i just sit in my bedroom and eat my hair <laughs> like if i accidentally <laughs> took the room like if i accidentally took too much gruel from the line i would probably try Put to it return back. it <laughs> 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 what sound? and then you get and then you get pan fried for spitting in the gruel and then you're like exactly. son of a bitch <laughs> i was trying to save myself yeah, no, there's all kinds of crazy shit. No, we'll totally do an episode on weird executions because I've got I've got worse ones than that. Worse than that? Yes. <laughs> I um I was a little obsessed with this when I was a teenager. I actually have a book called The Big Book of Execution. We are uh, uh, 
get out the schedule. We're changing this <laughs> right now. I want to put. Let's do this next week. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll do it. But um, yeah, no, there's a lot of crazy shit in there. Humans do God, like really terrible things to each are other. Crazy. And this is one of the reasons why capital punishment is bad. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the the the. Uh, death row was downstairs the death row was downstairs um punishments also included this thing called the water bath that sounds pretty standard (laughs) you would think (laughs) the water bath i do it all the time they (laughs) they would dunk the prisoner in water and then chain him to a wall outside this was particularly Um, popular to do during winter. winter yeah yeah um they would leave him there until ice formed on his skin jesus yeah, more than a couple people died from exposure. Due to they this. never perfected it. You're no, kidding. they never figured out how to do this and keep the guy living. Imagine being the guy who the, you're like, "What's on the docket today, Jim?" Oh, uh, <laughs> water bath. <laughs> this hasn't worked yet. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to try something else? <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we go upstairs? I hear there's a there's a, an iron lung up there somewhere. We can figure something out to do with that, right? Just squeeze me. <laughs> Okay, and lastly, there was the hole, which I think most people are kind of familiar with the yeah, concept. It was familiar. an under, it was an underground cell that allowed in no light and very little air. The prisoner would be left there for, with no toilet and very little food and water for days to weeks. Jesus, could you imagine being in there for a week? No, you would go fucking crazy. People went fucking crazy from this. And was it is it like really tiny and cramped? I'm assuming. Yes, it's very claustrophobic. Jesus Christ. I can't even imagine. That would be like... Uh, it's torture. Yeah, it is, that's torture. Yeah. That's torture. That's and like extended torture. It's torture. Yeah. I believe that is actually a war crime now. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> like that's considered a crime against humanity if you yeah. do that shit. <laughs> Isolation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of that extent. Uh, or a spa. It's one of, <laughs> one of the two. Because you have those like isolation tanks. Yeah. The... <laughs> Which is essentially oh, no. just <laughs> just the hole with a small amount of water in it. It's the hole with Enya. <laughs> no! <laughs> the song ends and you're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then it's like, who can say where the... And you're like, no, <laughs> I don't want to know where the road goes. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh god but anyway <laughs> but anyway what else you got for me um the prison finally closed in 1971 that late yeah that recent jesus christ i thought we were talking like 1930 40 nope this this kept running through like i think the last prisoners were moved in 1969 and then the building was abandoned in 1971 why'd they keep it open for two years with nobody in it i don't know who got that good job? <laughs> They're like, okay, you're going to be a prison guard in Eastern State. <laughs> With there's no prisoners. There's there's nobody here. It's a sweet gig. I'd, be like, <laughs> I'd do it. I'd do it today. I'd do it in current state Eastern ten, Eastern State. But anyway, it was abandoned in 1971 and the city was going to allow it to be developed. They were talking like shopping malls and condos and things like that. What a, um, 
waste. Um, in 1994, a historical society that was interested in the building succeeded in purchasing it from the city, hmm. and they turned it into a museum. As it should have been. Yes. After it had been declared a historical landmark and enough renovations had been performed, they started giving history tours. And they still do this all year round. You can visit the penitentiary any day of the week and follow an audio tour narrated by Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. In addition to the historical tours, the prison is transformed into a haunted attraction from September to November every year as a fundraiser for the upkeep of the building. All of the proceeds go to keeping Eastern State open. Is it still going? Um, I think it's over for the year. Oh. It said November, so I was like, end of November? No, I believe it's the beginning of November. I think it's already down. That sucks. But um, the event is called Terror Behind the Walls and takes visitors through actual parts of the abandoned prison where high startle, low gore scares have been set up for them. High startle, low gore? Yeah, there isn't a lot of like, there's not like a lot of like body parts and shit. It's just, Mm. it's people jumping out at you. It's, it's, we'll, we'll get there because I did it and. (laughs) <laughs> it was super fun <laughs> I I can't wait to hear the story <laughs> You know we may as well do it now We'll do it now before Let's, we I want to Yeah Because uh, okay. I have I have heard this story before And it is one of my favorites And I can't wait for you all to hear it <laughs> <laughs> Okay so um, I lived in Philadelphia for about eight months And one of those months was October mm-hmm. um, And Sarah and you lived down the street from Eastern <laughs> State Sarah and I decided that we should go and do this because it looked really cool. The prison looked really cool all dressed up. They put out f- fake gargoyles and shit. And hmm. it, lo- it looks really, really cool when they set it up. Um, you do have to sign a waiver. <clears throat> a, a, an injury waiver? Yeah, an injury waiver. Because you're in an abandoned building. Hmm. It, it has nothing to do with the scares. It's just like... <laughs> They're like, in case we stab just, you. And you're you like, know, sorry? In case you fall down. <laughs> <laughs> in case you fall down on a knife. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's the regular shit. They have, like, people outside trying to scare you in line and Mm -hmm. things like that. And me and Sarah were both doing fine. Um, It is one of those ones where they send you in by group. Mm. And we got to the head of the line, and the lady asks how many, and we go, well, two. And she goes, oh, you're brave. Oh, so they don't send you in with more than just your group. Yeah, no, they, they stagger you based on, like, your party. Huh. And she said, this is hard to do with two people. Really? Yeah. And we were like, okay. <laughs> had, had you done the walking tour yet? <clears throat> um, Yes, we had done the walking tour already. So you were kind of familiar with what you were walking into. A little familiar. I didn't know what it was going to look like all done up. And it looks very different all done up. Really? Yeah, no, they'd go balls to the wall with the set dressing. Like, it looks really, really good. Hmm. Um, and the actors all look amazing. Like, <laughs> they do a really, really good job. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I actually found out that the actors do all their own makeup and all that other crap. Like, they don't have makeup artists on staff to do it. Like, the actors come in and do their own stuff. That's pretty but, nifty. Yeah, no. And again, they do a really good job. It's it's really cool. All right. But, um, yeah, no, you go in and there's, like, this, like, orientation room kind of thing where you're just waiting to get sent in. And <clears throat> the whole thing is set up kind of like you're going to prison so the first room is called intake mm. and they like shove you through this room that has like all this plastic sheeting and shit because it's a shower room and there are people like behind the sheets like touching them and like pulling their hands down it's really fucking creepy <laughs> and then you go out into the courtyard and before you go to the next event and there's people in the courtyard trying to scare you they had this giant mechanical zombie dog 
that scared the ever-loving shit out of me because I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah, and that's not your uh, yeah, that's favorite not thing. my favorite thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there was one that was called Breakout, uh, where you get sent into a cell block, and it's supposed to be like a prison riot. So you have people running at you, you have all kinds of crazy shit, and we were walking in and nothing had happened yet, and I was kind of like, well, okay, this is fine. And there was a guy, like, thrashing in a cell that they had set up in the middle of the hallway. Like Tina. And... <laughs> no, he was, like, he was banging his head on the bars, and he was, like... Oh, Jesus. Like, screaming and, and all kinds of shit. And he was banging his head on the bars? Yeah, and we're sitting there going, like, okay, this is fine. And then he pulled one of the bars back and jumped out and ran at us. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and Sarah, like, jumped, I think, six feet. <laughs> and I nearly hit him. Because I'm one of those people that I can't go through haunted houses because I am afraid I'm going to hurt someone because mm. my first reaction is to punch. Is, you're, you're not a flight person. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a flight person. I'm a fight person. What's your, what's your wife? She is a flight person. Oh. She is an absolute 100% flight person and we'll get there. I was like, that might be relevant <laughs> to the story. <laughs> but yeah, no, so we're we're going through it. I mean, it's one of those things like in a haunted house, you know, there are two bad places to be in the very front or in the very back. Very back so yeah. if, you, if you're only two people, one of you is in the front and one of you is in the back. <laughs> so, so we're walking through and we're just getting... We're just getting ruined by these actors at every other turn. Like, we're screaming. Mm -hmm. Like, Sarah is, like, clinging to me like a baby koala. Like, like <laughs> it's just, it's terrible. I, I have to admit, I think I was having an easier time of it because I was, like, telling Sarah it was okay. Yeah, you were, like, comforting her. Yeah, so, like, I was having a bit of an easier time because I was sort of distancing myself from everything to make sure that she was all right. Mm -hmm. But she was not having it. She was having a really bad time. Um, But the last portion of this is called uh, Night Watch, and it is completely dark. They hand you a little key ring flashlight Oh. tell you not to shine it in the actor's eyes and send you in. <laughs> First of all, it is impossible not to shine it in the actor's eyes because they startle you and the thing goes up. So yeah. it's like, so I don't know why they bother with that warning. They know perfectly well it's not going to happen. But anyway. How do the actors see you? I have I, no idea. I guess idea. you're the only one with a light. I guess so. They're, Imagine being one of those actors the... stuck in the dark all night. I mean, honestly, I think they're having a blast. Because they scare the living shit out of everybody. They're the they're the final show. They're the climax of everything. Yeah. So like, I don't know if I'd want to be in that building at night and with the lights off. I mean, I guess there are some people who consider it a good time. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no. So we got to night watch and we're walking through and not a lot is happening and like we're kind of seeing creepy stuff off to the side and that's okay and like we got about halfway through and then I hear this like rustling behind me. And we turned and one of the actors was down on their hands and knees crawling behind us and had probably been following us for, for like, a while. For a while. <laughs> and Sarah saw that and ran. <laughs> like left my ass there completely like Scooby-Doo ball of dust and ran. <laughs> How did she know where she was going? I, she had the flashlight. Oh. Your ass in the she dark. left my ass in the dark with this actor and like I hear in the darkness did she leave <laughs> <laughs> so the actor broke character <laughs> to be like 
to be like, dude, harsh. (laughs) So I run off after my wife trying to like find her by the fucking flashlight beam. (laughs) (laughs) We get to the end. We throw the flashlight in the bin and we run outside through this. Like it was like a big inflated tunnel and they had people like grabbing for your ankles as you went. And it was it was really, really scary. And we ended up behind a bigger group that was going kind of slowly and sarah was like not okay (laughs) so sarah was trying to like push these people out of this thing (laughs) because she had had enough (laughs) and we get out into the courtyard and there's like there's snack booths set up and like shit like that and like and, and like the gift shop is there yeah and sarah just like starts hyperventilating and i remember i went and i like kind of grabbed her and hugged her and like this guy kind of came up behind her in full makeup and i remember just looking at him going like dude no (laughs) do not like please don't (laughs) and he just kind of looked at me like okay and walked away (laughs) but yeah no she was crying she was like she was not okay um wow it really messed her up I but, love haunted houses. I I would love to try that one. Um, it's actually even worse now. You can sign a waiver to let them touch you. I don't know if I would do that. Yeah, no. There are parts of it where they can touch you now, and I'm not sure if there's which parts. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> which which parts do they touch. You on? <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm not sure, but <laughs> either way, like not a thing that I would ever do. I I honestly don't know if I would go through it again. I want to go. I I want to do it tonight. I wish. <laughs> do they do a Christmas one? No. Uh, that's disappointing. A lot of haunted houses do that. They do like yeah. different holiday haunted haunts. Oh. Uh, and if Eastern State did a Christmas one, I'd do it. I'd do a a, a very merry Eastern State penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. The end of the story is I just I bought her some fried Oreos and she was fine. But- <laughs> <laughs> But um, at the end of it, one of the things you see is that one of the things that they do at Eastern State Penitentiary now is part of the history tours and things like that. And it's in this courtyard that you end up in the end of in in the haunted house is they um, they have a lot of installations with prison statistics, Hmm. um, current incarceration statistics and a lot of um, sort of propaganda for prison reform, which I really appreciate. Yeah. But um, they've used this building as kind of a jumping off point for that conversation, which I think is really smart. It is really smart. <clears throat> and honestly, it's like it's good to go and have a good time yeah. and to uh, get to enjoy the thing about Halloween that we all love, which is to be scared. But then to come away from it and say, OK, well, just remember, this is a real place and this shit really happened. Yeah. Uh, and this is not all fun and games. Yeah, and what happened here was a hundred times worse than what you just went yeah, through. Yeah, <laughs> what you just did is like nothing compared yeah. to what the people who actually inhabited this place went through. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I would love to... I'm actually more excited to do the walking tour than I think I am to do the haunt, if I'm being honest. I mean, they were both really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I do think I liked the history tour a bit better, I think, just because I learned more and I'm a geek. But, <laughs> but um, also, I didn't have my wife, like, screaming and crying and having a panic attack <laughs> during the history tour, which was helpful. That is also helpful. Yeah. <laughs> 
So they bought it in 1991, you said? Four. Four. Yeah. And totally renovated it and... Well, well. Well, they've partially renovated partially it. They've renovated, renovated it as much as they can with the funds that they have. Is there intention to continue to renovate it until it is like put back together? I don't think so. I think parts of the building are so far gone that they're just not going to do anything with them. I know right now I think they're trying to fix the roof over the infirmary so they can open that up as an exhibit. Hmm. Um, they do fundraisers for it all the time. All the proceeds from terror behind the walls goes to that right so um i would imagine at some point in the next couple of years that will be open i hope so because i would love to go and and see all i mean i'll go either way i've never been there uh and it really does sound like a an intimidating place (laughs) It, it is it's it's very intimidating it's very kind of heavy yeah i think is probably the best way to put it it's very heavy yeah that's why it's like these are the words you kind of have to it's like heavy intimidating uh i I don't know it's very dark it's it seems like a very dark place it is um i have to admit i didn't feel anything while i was there um because now we're going to talk about the ghosts yeah Um, it is a it is supposedly a very haunted place. Yes. Um, most employees of Eastern State Penitentiary will point out that they do not advertise the site as being haunted and insist that it's much easier to find a skeptic than a believer on staff. But that doesn't stop the stories from visitors and some members of that staff from getting out. As more and more areas of the prison are restored to allow for more tours, we get even more stories. Hmm. So there have been reports of giggling, screaming, and other disembodied sounds throughout the various cell blocks. People have reported seeing tortured faces in reflections and in darkened cells. On the second floor, there is one specter called the Soap Lady that guests and tour guides see often. She is wearing white and sitting in a chair at the end of a hallway. Who was the most appreciated during COVID. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's the Soap Lady. Everyone stop and get your hand sanitizer. Um, there have also been reports of people seeing the silhouette of a guard in the, one of the guard towers, even though most of these are not accessible anymore um, because the stone stairways have crumbled and you can't get up there. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> That's a place I would like to go. Yeah, that would be cool. I would, would like to cool. go into one of the security towers. Yeah, no, just to be able to like see the whole layout. That would yeah. be really, that would be really interesting. Is it, how big is it? It's big. It's like. Like a few blocks? Yeah. I want to say maybe two full city blocks maybe three wow but and that kind of begs the question like if you were in the hub yeah supposedly you can see to the end of any of the halls yeah well i mean a lot of that square footage is also yard it's not necessarily cell block Hmm. um there's a lot of cool stuff on the grounds there's um they've renovated a uh they've renovated a chapel Hmm. Um, they renovated the synagogue. They had a synagogue. Yeah, they had a synagogue. I feel like that was probably pretty unusual for the 1800s. Um, I believe it was added later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can't imagine they were as as progressive. As, as yeah, that. no, I, I believe that was that was a later addition. But um, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of cool stuff out on the grounds, and you can walk the grounds as part of the tour. Um, That's else? pretty nifty. Yeah, no, it's cool. I would cool. do that. 
So, and lastly, many teams of paranormal investigators, including some high-profile TV shows, have examined Eastern State. They almost all come away with some kind of evidence and is considered one of the most, quote-unquote, reliably haunted sites in the U.S. That's what I've heard. We obviously know several uh, <clears throat> people who would describe, describe themselves as ranging from anything from ghost hunters to paranormal investigators. Yeah. And... Uh, I know Kathy Kelly has investigated in Eastern State. Um, and another person who worked at the Paranormal Museum at one time, I don't believe he works there anymore, was a, a gentleman named Chris. And he actually told us a story about encountering a ghost on a ghost hunt mm -hmm. in Eastern State. He was kind of young and uh, was kind of putting on the like machismo yeah. of, of investigating Eastern State. And he was investigating a cell block and it was dark and he got a bad feeling outside of a cell and apparently he went to go into the cell and felt like he had the wind knocked out of him oh yeah so i, I wouldn't bank on the spirits there being particularly friendly benevolent yeah, no, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would I mean, say anybody you're meeting there probably isn't happy to be there yeah no i would imagine like Spending your entire afterlife in a prison is pretty shit. Yeah, that's not a place I'd... Although, the spooky ookie-dookie in me yeah. would be kind of like, okay, <laughs> this is kind of fun. I can I can scare people. I'd wait until Halloween every year, and then I would just go fucking ham. I would be like, I'd be like, get ready. I'd be like Beetlejuice. I'd be like pulling my nose out, putting my eyes in my nostrils, like crazy shit. <laughs> I would be I would be the craziest fucking Eastern state ghost. As a matter of fact, when I'm dying, drive mm -hmm. me there <laughs> and let it be the just throw my dying corpse <laughs> onto this, to the grounds of Eastern State Penitentiary. And then get arrested and try to explain, no, this was his dying wish, you don't understand. <laughs> I'll get you out. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll come get you. That's yeah, that's creepy. Uh, do you think it's actually haunted? I mean, if there is a place on Earth that is haunted, I think it's, it's got to be Eastern State. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Like, like I said, I didn't feel anything like weird when we were going through in the daytime. And I was scared of rather mundane things going through at night. Um, but they do offer like twilight tours in the summer. And I would be interested to see how that building felt once it was starting to get dark. Hmm. I would um, do a twilight tour. Because in the daylight, it's very, it's very sad and it's very heavy. I would imagine once it starts to get dark, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. But do you think then that maybe this is more of an ambience thing? Which is a possibility. Like an honest possibility would be that it just looks the part. But yeah, it just looks fucking creepy. So but it that, is fucking creepy. <laughs> but that being said, like, there have been a number of paranormal investigator teams that have gone in and come out with fairly convincing evidence. In terms of, like, ESP and shit? Yeah. EVP. EVP is yeah. what I meant. He's, he's, ESP, ESP is, is where we are. Yes. <laughs> ESPN. No, they've, they've gotten some EVPs. Um, a couple people have claimed to see apparitions. Not that they were caught on tape or anything like that. They never are. No. But, um... <clears throat> No, a lot of people have said they heard disembodied voices. I told the story 
on here of how I heard a disembodied voice at uh what was Greystone? Yeah. With Adam. Yeah. <laughs> so I would believe it. I mean, there have been plenty of there have been plenty of I've had plenty of odd experiences myself. So I'm not above the idea that that place is probably, I would think at at the very least downstairs has got to be haunted. I I would think absolutely. I I or the hole? personally believe yeah, no, wherever the fuck that thing is, I would not <laughs> like I would not come within 100 feet of that fucker. But I don't want to go into it. No. But I would I would go near it. Okay. <laughs> you are braver than I am. Because I would be like, nope, don't need it, don't want it. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to the hole. <laughs> Things I never thought I'd say. Um Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty spooky. I would love to do one day we should do a my spooky gay ghost hunt at ESP. With I mean Kathy Kelly. Yeah, sure. She must have contacts there. She knows everybody. <laughs> We're going to we're going to go we're going to go investigate ESP with Kathy Kelly and then we're going to go drive through the Pine Barrens to come home. <laughs> that's that's the plan. We're going to go see ghosts and the Jersey Devil and then call it a night. We're just going to break every rule of every horror movie yeah. and then hope that we make it home. <laughs> Happily. Happily. How how crazy. You know, before we go with with Eastern State because this obviously is a, a crazy crazy place. There is a lot of preservation of of this place. Why do you think it's important to keep places like this preserved? I think that is just kind of a reminder. It's like we see prisons nowadays and they, they're very sterile looking. They're very like they look like office buildings almost like if it weren't for the bars. Mm-hmm. And I think that Eastern State is more visually representative of what it's like to live in a prison. <laughs> Yeah. Like it looks the part. And I think that keeping that there, particularly to again, sort of talk about prison reform and incarceration rates and things like that. Yeah, to show the evolution. I think is really important. It's also just, it's a fucking cool building and deserves to be preserved for no other reason than it's, than it's a fucking cool building. Yeah. I mean, architecture alone is good reason, but do you think it, also is like almost like a memorial to the people who suffered there i think you could see it that way i mean they were prisoners yeah i mean i i'm not sure they would want that to be their memorial (laughs) i'm sure they would very much like to see it raised to the ground but um but i mean it's kind of like not that it's in any way the same but it's I, i think if we're talking in terms of like why we do this Mentally and emotionally, it's kind of like why Auschwitz was never right. bulldozed. It's like to remember, like, this is what happened here. Right. Um, and obviously, it's a much different situation. It is not in any way really comparable to Auschwitz. But I think it's that same idea of, like, it's much easier to learn from something right in front of you than to, like, read about it in a book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you can say, if you can, if you read about Eastern State, it's it's like, oh, that sounds bad. But if you go to Eastern State, it's like, oh, my God, look at this fucking place. This is where the people actually were. This is where th- these things actually happened. Uh, I, th- I think it has that kind of quality to it. Yeah, no, I think that that's, that's probably right. 
Well, let us know what you think, kids. Uh, have you ever been to Eastern State? And uh, if so, please, by all means, share your stories with us. Um, we did have a couple of questions from from listeners, but they were all kind of circling around the have you ever have you ever been there before? And Sam obviously gave her her best explanation. <laughs> we got questions from Jose and Melissa, and uh, they were both kind of asking. That, that same thing. So thank you, Jose and Melissa. They are our patrons on Patreon, and that is where you can send your questions in. So if you'd like to send questions in for a future episode, by all means, join us on Patreon, where we post the questions ahead of recording. That's patreon.com slash myspookygayfamily. So we will be back uh, on Monday with a brand new mini-sode. We are going to be talking about the two towers, the extended version <laughs> from the Lord of the Rings in our new movies that made us gay. And we have a brand new episode right here, wherever you're listening next Thursday. So until then, stay spoopy and remember. I don't know what to tell you, Mr. Donaghy. Sympathy strikers, celebrities, clever signs. The strike is getting out of control. Then step up the pressure, Len. Take Parcel down. I can't. The man is incorruptible. He was impervious to the charms of the nympho coed, Charlene LaRue. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from 30 Rock, distributed by NBC Universal Television Distribution 2006. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Bra, do.